Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome back to a House of Wrestling on Inside the Ropes exclusive interview. It is me, Nick Hausman, and I am joined right now by somebody you've probably seen in WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, or maybe anywhere else on the Independence 1PW. It's Bobby Fish. Bobby, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. Uh... So... Yeah, yeah, this is very exciting. I'm excited to chat with you because we share space over on the Premier Streaming Network now, uh, we where, do. You, where you host your uh, Undisputed podcast there. Yes, the Undisputed podcast with Bobby Fish, uh, two, of my, two of my guys on there with me, Frank and Dennis, and uh, you can get that uh, exclusively video content on the Premier Network. Uh, audio is available wherever uh, you get your podcast from. Absolutely. Well, and how yeah. has it been for you, man, adapting to podcast life? What's it like getting to sit down and talk to these people and not have to punch them in the face? <laughs> um, it's been it's been fun. You know, I mean, it's uh, I really am enjoying it. Um, and it's definitely a different take, um, you know, to be on the other side of the microphone, so to speak. Um, and giving, but it's been really interesting and, and awesome to learn um, people's stories and uh, different things that are, um, you know, that it's it, it's them and it's getting to know people in a different way. I think I think when you're asking the questions, I'm sure you can relate to that. Absolutely, and but you know, one of the things I've learned over the years working with pro wrestlers, sometimes on on big podcasts like yours, is. Uh, you know, how do you feel about accidentally getting heat when you say things on a podcast or getting unwanted attention on things that you say that, that you didn't realize would maybe get the attention that they got? Because your show has certainly grabbed more than a few headlines in its, in its existence so far. I just think sometimes, I don't know, man, I, I hear stuff or see stuff and it's like, okay, must be a slow news day because <laughs> it just, I, I think sometimes the pro wrestling, the appetite for the dirt is just insatiable. And it's like, they'll, you know, sometimes the, they'll make dirt out of something that's not dirt, you know, or they, 
things will be reported that are complete fabrications. There's one that went around about me uh, for a while that is pretty much accepted as fact at this point. And there's what's no the story? What's, what's foundation the story? to it whatsoever. Somebody, what you- one of um, Meltzer's people at one point released some leak about me uh, when I left AEW trying to get Kyle and Adam to come to WWE. And that is accepted at this point as like gospel and there's no truth to it whatsoever. But when somebody has, you know, low moral value reporting wise, um, and then it, it gets into that news feed, like I said, the, the desire to know the perceived dirt is such that it like, it becomes fiction becomes fact. <laughs> I've been victim of that more than once. Yeah, and, and that's got to be rough when you're struggling with like, you know, that's a big thing right now in, in wrestling in general is wrestlers struggling with this kind of narrative that gets created about them yeah. uh, through all of these news cycles and stuff. And, and I can understand why that'd be difficult to deal with. Yeah, I you know, it's disappointing, to be honest. It's, it, you know, because a guy like um, Meltzer, I've come across, and he didn't report it directly, I don't believe, but i I think he could have stopped it and he didn't take the time to um, reach out and ask me, which he certainly could have. Um, sure. It just got reported and it was like, you know, I mean, I've crossed paths with Dave before and had like human being interactions <laughs> with the person. And somehow in that newsfeed, like, I don't know, the human element of it gets lost and it's like, yeah, man, that kind of sucks. Well, when you go out, though, and you say something like you would take a, a legitimate fight with CM Punk, you have to know you're hitting like a bee's net with a baseball bat in those situations, right? I suppose. I mean, you know, truth of the matter is he he challenged friends of mine and, and took a, you know, he's, he took it there before I ever did, so... So like that's the thing. So what is your take on all of this? As we sit, as we sit in it now, has your opinion of punk changed at all? Because again, like you're talking to people that are involved, but there's also this like public narrative about what's going on in the situation. Has your yeah. attitude towards punk or, it, or this situation at all changed or evolved? I have really no opinion on the man. I, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it just is what it is. I don't, I don't like or need to like everyone that I work with. Um, and vice versa, but like, I'll never not be professional. Um, but that it, it's in the eye of the beholder, you know, as to what's considered professional and what's not. And people, human beings have a need to be tribal. So everybody's looking to be on a team. So that means, uh, if I like you, I gotta hate him. And if I hate him, I gotta like you. So it's like, yeah, it's just human nature. So yeah. I don't get worked well- up over it. Well, like you said, you seem to have a team here. They're your, as you put them, your friends, and they, you know, got in this altercation with Punk here. And uh, at the moment, it sounds like he's going to get brought back. And I don't know that anybody's buried the hatchet here, or if the uh, hatchet has been buried in any way. It could be very interesting, you know, if these guys have to sh- even not share the same locker room if they're on different shows, but just everybody trying to coexist here without that being put behind them, you know? Well, I mean, therein lies, I think, some of the problem is like what should be interesting is in in this case it would be um aew and and tony Khan. what should be interesting and what people should be following is what's being written 
storyline wise and, and what they're doing there, that, that should be where the fans um, invest their time and energy. Uh, but everybody invests their time and energy in the, you know, whatever they think the perception is of what's going on behind the scenes, et cetera, et cetera. And like, you know, it's like, where does the work begin and where does the shoot end? And, and, you know, it's like, if that's what you're tuning in for, I don't know. I just think somewhere along the lines, pro wrestling has taken a, a, a wrong turn. Well, everything's very transparent now, right? Every, you know, if you got a cell phone camera, kind of. I mean, you know, that's <laughs> it's transparent, but it's also like you say with the with the the sheets presenting a, a narrative or a story. Sometimes it's not always necessarily the truth. It's like there's reality, and then there's like a skewed reality that exists kind of on top of each other at the same time. And I I think you may know what I'm talking about when I say that. I do, and and I I think um, from spending the years that I have in. Um, the public eye when it comes to pro wrestling or even, you know, kickboxing, boxing and stuff, th different things. I don't know. I, I think that there, not everything is what it seems. And I think fans, spectators, people are always trying to, you know, know the truth and the reality and, and the reality of more of these situations than not is that that line is always and forever will be blurry. Somebody right. somebody will always know something that you don't know, and it just is what it is. Well, you are back. People are already back to speculating about you because uh, one of your good friends uh, that you were aligned with at WWE NXT, Roderick Strong, uh, has mm -hmm. officially come uh, and debuted in AEW. First of all, uh, let me get your reactions to just the fact that, that Roddy – made a debut did you expect this did you know he was going to show up in AEW? What, what did you think of how it came across i will just say this i'm just happy to see my boys um at work and uh these are and have always been legitimate close friends of mine um i think that's why the undisputed era worked the way that it did in nxt was because it there was no fabrication to it we were we were four guys who you know were tight and what you saw play out on screen was, you know, four dudes who had each other's back and that was marketable. Um, and it, it just, it, because it was real. And um, I'm just happy to see two of my best friends back at work um, with jobs, able to support their families. And, you know, really that's, that this is real life stuff. You know, we do it in this uh, fictional world of pro wrestling, but there's real people here with uh, real wives, real kids, you know, real homes, real dogs, real bills. <laughs> I got a real dog, Willow, in the other room. Beautiful little beagle. Speaking, All right. of, speaking of your friends, so do you know how Kyle's doing? I mean, he's obviously injured or recovering right now. I know a lot of yeah. people would like to see you guys start to kind of reassemble, like I'm going to say Mighty Morphin Power Rangers style, and that's going to date me. So mm. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. It'll date I'll date myself <laughs> even worse and say Voltron. Oh, there you go. The inspiration for it all. Yeah. Yeah. And, but um, yeah, do you know how Kyle's doing right now? Kyle's doing good. Kyle's yeah. doing good. Recovery um rehab is is on an uptick. Um he's he's doing better, but this is a slow recovery. I mean, I think the procedure and stuff Kyle had done was a long time coming. Um 
you know, he's tougher than nails. So like what became his normal for years, um, what he put up with on a, on a daily basis. And, and we being three of his closest friends, you know, probably saw as much of it uh, outside of his wife. Um, you know, we saw more of it than anyone else. So um, I think it was overdue. Um, and I just want him to have a full recovery for his life, you know, screw wrestling um, yeah. just for his life. They got a, a new baby girl. She's beautiful. Um, and, you know, he's living that dad life right now. So just happy for him. Yeah. And nothing wrong with that. And, you know, as a tag team, like you guys were red dragon, you know, it's like, there's not a tag team if one guy's not there. So you guys are always pushing each other to show up or you feel maybe you're pushing yourselves to be there for the other guy. I know that's always a, a bit of a, a, a weight you carry when you're in a tag team like that, working together so closely. Um, well, you know, and we, we had just a kind of an unspoken chemistry that was there from very, very early on. And, and it kind of motivated him and it motivated me to, um, you know, we're all looking for a place to put our creativity and your creativity is at its best when that chemistry exists and we always had it. So we just bounced off of each other and uh, just made you want to be creative and it made it all fun. And when you're having fun, you're doing your best work. So, you know, it was an absolute pleasure to uh, be in a tag team with Kyle uh, as long as I have and, and an absolute pleasure, uh, you know, adding Roddy and, and Adam to the mix. And, you know, we were just four, four idiots having uh, more fun than we should have been allowed. Well, I guess the thing is everyone's talking about now is that they, they're kind of wanting to see the gang back, get back together here, Bobby. How do you of feel course. about that? You know, you, I read back and I read your quotes from the wrestling perspective podcast, when you initially talked about your exit from AEW, you had said that it didn't sound like the dollars made sense, so to mm -hmm. speak. Uh, has the situation changed at all? Do you think that there's a, a, a more of an, uh, an opportunity now that we could see that reunion happen in AEW? Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I got my wife. I got my my daughters. Um, I got my dog. <laughs> That's my every day. Um, wrestling is literally uh it's a job um i i still love it um but it's you know it's it's paying the bills and like i'm just living my life and dare i say my best life i got married in july and um you know we're, uh, there's never an end to the the work to be done on on a home so <laughs> we're always putting that in those are you know, weekend projects and uh, stuff like that. So sure. I'm living my best life, man. And uh, whether or not that circles back around, um, you know, I don't, time will tell. Have you, uh, have you had any talks with Tony Khan since you left the company? Have you guys checked in with each other at all? Uh, no, no, not really. Um, I think the last time I crossed paths with him would have been Jay Briscoe's services. Oh yeah. Well, that yeah. was, Dude, I mean, and I know you guys were obviously very, very close. Yeah. Um, I mean, aside from Jay's passing, which you're welcome to comment on it, I don't want to be a sore subject, but but Mark Briscoe, man, he's breaking out on his own right now, and he's having a chance to to shine as a single star. I didn't know if you wanted to, to comment on that a little bit. That was certainly something I would ask you about. Um, Mark and Jay are, you know, 
they're they're two guys that were class acts are you know mark they they, they are class acts um class family you know big man and uh their mom and their wives all just good quality people um as good a wrestlers as both of them are um it pales in comparison to the human beings that they are. And when you meet their family, you see where that came from. Um, I, I was just so inspired by the grace that that family handled the loss of um, Jamin. The grace that they showed um, was inspiring and Mark continues to show it. Um, and it, it really, it just, um, you know, it's beautiful, a, a, a horrible, horrible scenario. Um, but there's, uh, there's this beauty that came out of it just to see that family uh, handle things the way they did. Well, I, I know you guys obviously work together in Ring of Honor. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about the what you think of the state of Ring of Honor right now. How do you feel about, you know, kind of the way Tony Khan has, has carried on the product that you that you used to work for? Um, I, I mean, I have, uh, I will always have a spot for, for ring of honor. Um, Tony DeVito was the man that trained me. Um, Tony was working for ring of honor back in the, the early days. So being one of his guys, I would go and set up chairs and pay dues, you know, and, and the, the, the typical way that, a, a independent wrestler comes up. So ring of honor, you know, started very early on for me. Um, I watched the whole uh, building process of Samoa Joe uh, by Dave Sapolsky and the, the way that they, I didn't realize that that was, you know, something that could be done so well. Um, so it was kind of some of my first introductions to, to really some, some very cutting edge, cool stuff. And, um, you know, to then have a chance, I don't know, almost a decade later to go back and, and work uh, for ring of honor under Hunter Johnson. Uh, it was Jim Cornette for a brief time and then, uh, under delirious. Um, and that's really where, you know, that Hunter is the one that put Kyle and I together. Um, it, dare I say it, it was a pivot point for both of our careers. Um, I don't know where our careers would be without that having happened. Plus it was just fun. Yeah. And we got the TV deal and, you know, we, we signed contracts that prior to that, I wasn't sure that you could, you know, earn uh, a salary in, in independent wrestling. Cause that's pretty much what it was at that time. Yeah. Um, so it was a game changer for all of us. And then it snowballed into, you know, new Japan and, eventually NXT and all that stuff. So Ring of Honor will always hold a, a dear place in my uh, heart. And whatever Tony does with it, I, I just appreciate the fact that it was um, it was picked up and that it, yeah. it's given, you know, a chance to live on. You know, it's not for me to judge or decide uh, where it should go. I'm just glad to see that it still exists because then that means people – you know, guys and girls that were, you know, that are that are coming up now that are in similar position to what I was, um, they get a chance to, you know, uh, make a, a, a good living and um, opportunity. I can't be mad at opportunity for anyone. 
Oh, well, you brought up uh, New Japan, and I know you had an opportunity to work with them again uh, not too long ago, just like a couple months ago, uh, Battle yeah. of the Valley. Uh, how was that getting to go back and, and work with New Japan Pro Wrestling a little bit? What did that feel like for you? Oh, it was fantastic. New Japan is is such a top act, such a class organization. Um, I mean, I'll take it a step further. And in, in, in Japanese, uh, the the Japanese wrestling product, I've I've never had anything but um, incredible experiences there. The way that they treat things. Um, Pro wrestling Noah was the, my first exposure to Japan, um, working myself and then new Japan after that. And it, it just, it was top notch from the first day I set foot on Japanese soil to, you know, the last time I, I was over there. Um, and then to be able to go back and work for new Japan strong and to do, you know, to see, um, former, uh, coworkers and, and work with some of these people again, um, yeah, how could I? How could I say no? It was uh, great. How much did it grab you? I mean, you're obviously you have a, a you have a choice right now or choices to make on kind of what you want to do. Do you do you mm -hmm. could you see New Japan as a as a potential fit for you right now with where you're at in your career? Um, for sure. Um, I mean, I I loved uh, working for New Japan, and and there was a a time where we were making regular trips. I mean, monthly we were yeah. over there. I still have good relationships with a lot of people uh, that I worked with over there, and uh, I don't I don't rule out any of it. Um, so if uh, if if we could get things aligned and and there was interest on both sides, like uh, I'd be in. Well, it is interesting. The last one, obviously, that I haven't gotten around to is WWE. And when you left WWE, Hunter was running NXT. Then mm -hmm. you get to AEW. Then he starts to run the main roster. Now you go on the free agent market, but it looks like Vince might be back a little bit. And Hunter has just like a little bit of power or a lot of power. I, we don't, I don't know. I'm not there. How does it affect, how does it affect you? I mean, are you still talking with them? I mean, is that a place you, I mean, you say everything's open right now. I mean, is that some place that's also realistic for you at the moment? Um, I, I think there's always, um, a conversation that that can be had with um, a lot of places. I'd, I'd like to think um, I have maintained uh, good rapport, have friends, generally every place that I've worked. Um, and uh, you just, you know, you, you never know. They're the, they're the big, they're, and they, they will probably always be, you know, the, the big dog um, when it comes to pro wrestling. Uh, they have their pick of what they want and what they want at times is, is very specific. So if they see something that they want to create or that they can use, um, they're going to go after it and get it. And if for some reason, uh, that ends up being me, um, that, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, I'm happy to have conversation with people, um, and see if, if something makes sense. Um, but they're, you know, they're, <laughs> WWE is a machine, man. And, uh, yeah, they, you don't, you don't always know. And, and what you think, you know, you probably don't know a hundred percent. So I, I don't know who's the, 
Well, it's a machine, and it's a machine that's growing here. I, I did want to get your reaction to as somebody who's done boxing, kickboxing, pro wrestling. All of a sudden, WWE and UFC are going to be under the same umbrella. Just what's mm. your what's your thoughts on that? Does it does it affect the business at all, or do you think it's uh, interesting, unique? I, I don't know how you feel about those two just kind of sharing space now. Um, I mean, I'm a huge fan of martial arts in general. So um, obviously, a big uh, UFC mixed martial arts fan to begin with. Um, they're definitely different things, um, but I think that there's something that could be borrowed from both that plays well to each one. Um, but I think when those things are borrowed, they're done to various degrees. Sometimes they're done better than others. And um, I think there's a certain level that of respect that should be paid to each of those things. Um, you know, but I, I think that there's a fair bit that could work for either one. Um, the numbers financially that have been discussed with the uh, parent company, um, I forget the name. Do you Endeavor? Or Endeavor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the numbers are astronomical. Um, so, really, how could either one of them lose? Uh, it was a little shocking to see that the UFC. They, I think, they had given it a, a larger price tag um, just because of the cachet that exists with WWE for having been around as long as they have and, you know, occupied that pay-per-view space that is now antiquated, but all of that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And I you, think it'll continue to be interesting. You think a WWE UFC, like if they did like some pro wrestling matches and then some legitimate matches, like, but on the same card, do you think that would work or no? No, absolutely no way. No, no, way. no, no okay. way. No, I think in Japan, um, you've seen that to right. various degrees of success. Um, I think the American audience um, would be shocked if they actually knew the amount of, um, you know, back door, yeah, we'll just say locker room um, chicanery that, that happens where I'm not calling anything uh, that is allegedly a shoot fake but i'm just saying the the line is very very blurry um more blurry than people realize um but i think as far as the american audience goes you know you've gotta at least present either a worked or a shoot product and then keep them both in separate lanes yeah all right i just don't see it it working uh, otherwise in, in um in the states just curious. All right. Well, that's a fun note to end on. Bobby, I want to thank you so much for taking the time, man, catching up with me. Excited to have you on Premier Streaming Network, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is there anything that you want to plug, promote, put over here before we wrap it up today? Uh, well, obviously, the uh, the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish. Um, we are, like I said before, we're available exclusively uh, from the, the video content, exclusively on the Premier Network. The audio you can hear uh, wherever you get your podcasts uh we're available on all platforms um bobbyfishapparel.com is where you would go to get any of your bobby fish apparel obviously including the uh podcast swag 
we are putting more of that out daily. And uh, if you're interested in booking me for uh, wrestling, signings, um, seminars, kickboxing, MMA, I don't care. Hell, I'll, uh, you know, you let me know. Uh, Frank Ferraro 3 at yahoo.com. That's F R A N K F E R R A R O 3 at yahoo.com. And then all the socials, um, the Bobby Fish on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, I think that about wraps it up, sir. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.